You are now tuned in to the Ladies Love Hip Hop Podcast with your host, Summer Willow. Welcome back. Welcome back. What's goody, folks? This is the one and only Ladies Love Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, the girl next door, Summer Willow, bringing you insightful interviews by notable contributors in hip hop. Yes, yes, I know you're all excited. So today, I'm super excited about my guest, um, and I'm ready to start this amazing interview. So let me introduce my esteemed guest this week. So this gentleman is an accomplished music producer, artist, and DJ from the city of Philadelphia. He has 20 years plus, I'm sure, of experience in the music entertainment industry, not only as an artist, but also in the fields of music retail, marketing, artist development, and instruction. This brother has taught hip-hop culture, DJing, modern music theory, and other things to the youth, keeping it real with the youth. And in 2015, he relocated, 2015, right, to North Carolina, where he partnered with the Leaf Community Arts as a welcome addition to the One Mic Studio and Emergence programs. He's one of hip-hop culture's celebrated Renaissance men in a category alongside many of the greats, but more, more importantly, truly made his indelible mark as a contributor to what is the hip-hop sound of Philadelphia? So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here, and let us welcome Next Melinda. Yeah, We made it. Finally. Yes. yes, thank you. You made it. You made us a priority. I appreciate it. You made me smile. That's Aww. why I'm here. Well, that's Easy all you that. have to do. That's all you have to do. No, um, I've been a fan, been following you for a long time. I've been in some rooms with you. Um... And just been very intrigued by your sound. And I feel like, you know, with this podcast coming through, I think ladies love hip hop. For some, they think it's uh, just about women in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just from my perspective, right? And ladies love it, too. Oh, cool. So, I, and I love your sound. So, I wanted to start out with the the becoming years, right? So, where are you from? From Southwest Philly, 58th Street. Southwest. South with an F. 58th and Willows, Zip. Okay. PCH, Pimp City Hustlers, all that. I mean, back in my day, we, mm-hmm. we had a lot of uh, different fractions of of the street. So 56th Street was something. 58th Street was another. 55th, mm-hmm. 54th. Uh, I could shout out all day. So I'm sure. But born and raised. Yeah. In Philadelphia. And... So coming up, you know, hip hop was kind of the background music for a lot of us, hip hop, funk, soul, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So what attracted you to this type of music as a youngster? Well, my view is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I truly understand that rap records are a, it's a, hmm, it's early in the morning. <laughs> I want to get is. my words together because I don't want nobody calling you out or, you know, <laughs> DMing you. But I, I grew up in hip-hop culture. So for me, a, a hip-hop record is anything funky. Anything with a funky break, anything with a funky beat, something that moves the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap records were created through hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. It's the expression of the people who practice the culture. It's the way we talk. It's how we voice our opinion mm-hmm. through music, of mm-hmm. course. 
because all music inspires us to speak. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like I'm in one of your classes right now. Well, is this I, how? <laughs> yeah. Is this, this how, how you translate it to to the youngsters? This like, is how I translate it. I am a hip hop uh, scholar and cultural curator. Yes, you More are. More than I am a artist. Mm-hmm. Most of my music now, if you listen to it, it has a message in the music. I I have uh, yeah 20 plus years mm-hmm. in the industry. So it allows me to do uh, different things with my music. Mm-hmm. I don't really have to uh, put it out there to gain fame or financial gains or anything like that. So mm-hmm. when I'm putting something out, it's truly 100% me. It's 100% independent. Mm-hmm. Really don't have to answer to anybody. I so like I try it. to drop the facts in the music. You know. Well, it's appreciated. And in, in the vibe that comes along with being so authentic about hip-hop, I think that's something that attracted me to um, your sound, Mm -hmm. just, you know, the the authenticity of it. Um, But for all of us, I think that hip hop um, is a feeling, Mm -hmm. is a feeling. And, you know, we have different influences on hip hop. Mm -hmm. So are you more influenced by the soul or the jazz piece of it? All of it? All of it. There's no favorite kind of... The, I mean, it sounds cliche as to say the culture saved my life, but just being involved in music like I was, uh, I grew up in a record store. Mm-hmm. My grandfather uh, took DJing to another level, saved his money, you know, in 79, opened a record store. Mm-hmm. We had that record store in our family until 2004. And what is this record store? Daz drive-through records oh, first wow. drive-through records in the world and where is this oh this was in camden new jersey in camden yeah Pollock town right on mount Ephraim avenue you know and the idea of a drive-through record came to yeah us what is in, that about uh, well it came to us in the late 80s because mm-hmm. everybody had the booming system in the car and things mm-hmm. now what's the best thing you can do if your system's booming oh you could drive through and get your music. <laughs> right, of keep it out on. Of it, you know what I mean? Get out mm-hmm. the car. Somebody might put their fan, hands in it, mm-hmm. pull something out. So it was very convenient for that culture, car culture, which That's is part interesting. of hip Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So is it still in business? No. Nah. 2004, we folded up when everything changed over to digital. Right. You know, uh, it was a drought. In record stores right now, record stores are resurging. Yeah, but you know we couldn't make it through the drought, and, t- and we, we, you know, for the most part, we was tired. My grandfather was tired. Yeah. I was tired. You know what I mean? Uh, my cousin uh, Derek and Rose, everybody was tired. We've been there a long time, mm-hmm. so it was time to you know close it up. What'd you do with all those records? Ah, uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 we sold most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones I kept. I kept just a few, mm-hmm. but uh, for the most part, um, we just did swap meets and stuff, hired people to take them out, mm-hmm. and got them off our hands. So they out there okay. in the world, and other people are using them. We didn't That's awesome. Like that. That's, I believe music is to be shared. I love new information, um, and thank you for that. I mm-hmm. think I, I never knew that. So um, let's just go back again to the formative years. Did you have like a listening buddy or someone that you really came up with? As you got this together. So, uh, like I said, I was born into music. My grandfather had a band called the Zodiacs. Mm. Um, Right now, the only thing left of that is a rare 45. It's called Rough Nut. 
and that's out there you know mm-hmm. he's a bass player so i grew up in the basement uh listening to him practice mm-hmm. then as the the this had a jb style a james brown mm-hmm. style as that started to die out in the, the early 70s and switch over to uh disc jockeys and mm-hmm. things like that and playing music on 12 inch vinyl mm-hmm. he moved to being a dj and he dj with uh georgie woods they used wow. to dj in camden uh I think on I forgot the night. I think it's Thursday night. Every Thursday night they would DJ at a spot. I can't remember the name of the spot, but this is early seventies, mm-hmm. probably like seventy four, seventy five. Okay. So George, everybody knows Georgie Woods. If you don't mm-hmm. know Georgie Woods, he he was on WDAS mm-hmm. FM and AM. Uh, one of the greatest um, D- on air DJs of our time. Please look him up. So uh, my grandfather and Georgie were best friends. Mm-hmm. And they would do uh, weekly parties where they, wow. had, yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> I, ha- I have pictures somewhere. I got to get them up <laughs> on Instagram. But um, they would do the weekly parties, mm-hmm. and they kind of they, I don't know if they invented it, but they mastered the art of, the, I guess you would call it the selfie. So, okay. <laughs> so check it out. Back okay, in '74. Back in '74, they would come in. Mm-hmm. With their speakers and their, their turntables and everything in the bar. And they would get it popping uh-huh. on a Saturday night. So one of their things was for somebody to go around and take pictures of everybody there. Okay. And then they would take the week to develop them. Mm-hmm. Then bring them back the next week and run them in the background on a slide machine. One of the round slide machines. Mm-hmm. And just have it running in the vid- in the back. I'm about to say video. In the back. Mm-hmm. With everybody's picture from the week before. That's hot. So that would make people want to come back the yeah, week like, after. Look at what, oh, like, and yo, I, I got to see, my see myself. Exactly. I got to see. Because, you know, back then people got fresh to death. You know of what course. I mean? When they went out. They, it wasn't like now t shirt and jeans. That's one of the questions that I actually wanted to ask you because so some of these memories that you're bringing up, I wasn't even born yet, right? Mm-hmm. And, but. I always heard through my older cousins about the experiences they had partying, mm-hmm. right? And I had some good times mm-hmm. coming up, you know, being in Philly and being in the right circles. I mm-hmm. had some fun partying mm-hmm. experiences. Both, both of us, yes. Right? But it has changed so drastically, mm-hmm. right? To And I mean, kind of when I talk the mainstream of Philadelphia, like your mm-hmm. average party that you go into, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. They're not dancing. Mm-hmm. They haven't put forth any effort to get dressed mm-hmm. um, for for the event. Um, as in your DJing years, did mm-hmm. you see kind of the switch over from people actually in coming to dance and hear good music to like just turn it into something else? Well, I, I tease a lot of people. I let people know that Goody Mob called mm. it with They Don't Dance No More. Yeah, all that they song. do is this. You know, mm-hmm. what, what year was that? That was, what, I don't even 2000 know. 2000 something? That was a minute. Maybe, maybe earlier than that. It's probably 96. I was definitely like in college. Yeah. Look, look that up. Look that up. All mm-hmm. you scholars out there. But they, they, they let you know right then and there what's to come. You know, they were the beginning of the land of sound. Mm-hmm. So they were dictating what was the future was going to be they already saw it mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean i, I de- dj through that just now recently uh i think cell phones are the cause of all the disconnect with uh going out 
and listening to a DJ. Yeah. Like listening to a DJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand you're in the house, getting ready for the party, and you get in the shower, and you're listening to your jams on Spotify. <laughs> but uh, that has been setting up this generation to come to the jam and want to, well, I think they hype themselves up mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. So they want to hear those songs they just heard at home, right? Because in the mirror at home, they oh I'm going to be like this at the jam. Yeah. I'm going to be oh I'm going to look like so. They with music, you associate a song with every memory. Yep. So I think that's what's happening to this generation. They they're home. They're listening to a lot of stuff over instant, and over instantly. You can right. pull up whatever you want, you know. And that's the change. Like we have to wait for our our song. And break our neck back in the day to get to the to the tape deck to record it off the radio. Man, Hell I, yeah! I, I mean, sitting I like waiting <laughs> yeah. to hit unpause, you know, you know, for your song. But we we consumed it differently. We mm-hmm. definitely consumed it differently, yeah. and we didn't have, I mean, we didn't have an obese uh, obesity problem mm-hmm. right at that mm-hmm. time, quote mm-hmm. unquote, like too much of everything. Yeah, and. I think that one of the things that we talk about in in my circles is, you know, the idea of music being an experience Mm -hmm. and how I definitely experience a lot of my music at parties Mm -hmm. and with DJs, Mm -hmm. not the radio. The radio Mm -hmm. wasn't playing Mm -hmm. the music that I loved anyway. Not all of it. Mm -hmm. No, I feel you. And not at a decent hour, Mm -hmm. you know, where I could actually Mm -hmm. listen to it. Um, and DJs, that was DJ jobs, and it still is a DJ job to to break new music. Uh, I play. You're running new music into all my next questions, time. right? Mm-hmm. So, breaking new music. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know payola is a thing, mm-hmm. and it's been a thing, but you have had the autonomy to break so many different artists because you call the shots, mm-hmm. right? Um, have you ever participated in any of the mainstream methods of breaking music? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Um, me and my crew, everybody. I mean, I shout outs to Break Bread and Dave mm-hmm. Ghetto. Shout out to Set Free. You know, we everything that goes on in this moment, I feel like was created by us, or I'm not going to say created, pioneered yeah. by us mm-hmm. by trial and error. You know, from marketing to breaking payola and things like that. I, I can remember getting paid to play people records, but we was always selective of who we played and what we played because that's a representation of, of you. you. Yes. You know, so if you're about the money and you're just playing anything for the dollar, then what type of DJ are you, you know? Or are you just a record player? Yeah, and and to a degree of, you know, how much do you really love and look play for the future you Mm -hmm. know how how are you setting us up to hear good music Mm -hmm. i mean i feel disrespected and let down by the music industry well in terms of like radio Mm -hmm. because i i can't put anybody onto anything new without breaking my neck even though it's a simple download it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like if they don't hear it on the radio Mm -hmm. it's not good well uh propaganda Mm -hmm. I'm talking to a few friends now. We're building in this realm of propaganda. Mm -hmm. I mean, Norm Chomsky type stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going deep. Mm -hmm. And radio music is just a side 
like a side dish of radio. Right. The main thing radio is for. is marketing. Exactly. Yeah, it's well, for consumers. Like I said, I ain't going to call it. Yeah. I'm going to call it what it is, propaganda. Mm, absolutely. Is a media outlet that gets straight to the people. I mean, for the most part right now, they use it playfully. Mm-hmm. But let something serious happen. <laughs> they, they, they can get right to you. So this is the reason radio television exists. Mm-hmm. The music is just a byproduct. When it's a good day, they want people to feel good. So you listen to music or you watch your favorite show. Mm-hmm. But like I said, let let something serious happen. Don't let everything just switch up. That yeah. newscaster be on there. Mm-hmm. Or that radio newscaster, he breaks through mm-hmm. breaking news. Yeah. And he's going to drop whatever he needs to drop to get to the people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I, I really don't listen to radio because I understand what it's for. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the consumer of great music to go find it. Well, I hear a lot of people say, uh, specifically women, mm-hmm. um, in the circles that I'm in, that there's no good music out there anymore, mm-hmm. specifically hip hop. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm always going to challenge that. But I, I find that it's more work for me to explain where to find it and 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 even to train their ear to listen to it like mm-hmm. it's clearly good mm-hmm. you know you would play it i would play mm-hmm. it's clearly good music mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound mainstream mm-hmm. and i feel like we've been des- desensitized to what good really is mm-hmm. anymore how do you teach that to uh, are you still teaching yeah so how do you teach that to to the people that are in high well when when i'm teaching 8 to 80, mm-hmm. don't cripple and crazy. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Kane said it best. Mm-hmm. So when I'm teaching, I try to keep that focus that I'm talking to uh, people to educate them, no matter what the age. Mm-hmm. So I try to look at who I'm speaking to first. Absolutely. If I'm speaking to somebody young, then I have to have an understanding of their age. I, I kind of close my eyes and think of myself at 17. Mm-hmm. Or I think of myself at 25 or, you know, what I mean, if I'm talking to somebody older, mm-hmm. then I'm thinking about when I, you know, introduce hip hop to my parents. Right. Talk, well, I'm going to break dance. I'm going to I'm going to rap. I'm and, gonna how, do this. and how was that? You I know? mean, your, your family was musically inclined. So, yeah, but uh, the culture is so unique. Mm-hmm. You got to think of uh, jazz mm-hmm. when it was introduced in New Orleans. You know, it, 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 it wasn't second line. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't strutting down the street with the horns right. and playing the notes right way. You know, they, they, they switched it up, put the soul on it. So it was different. And when something different comes like that, people ain't ready for change. So either you believe in it, mm-hmm. you know, and people gravitate to it. And I believe mm-hmm. that's what happened to, to hip hop and with great records. People grab, gravitate to great music. You know, if you're fed candy and marketing music then you're following the fat you know but let's think about okay and i follow you but let's just think about for a second those who were introduced to you know real great hip-hop yeah through the radio yeah right um big daddy kane biz Markey, mm-hmm. salt and pepper yeah. right back in All that, that era radio. right on the radio yeah. any day but then the 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 propaganda and the marketing kind of took over mm-hmm. The, the good music and the good messages, right? So now hip hop is pushed to a different time slot. It's not, it went from a periods of marketability to mm-hmm. not being marketable mm-hmm. to, you know, mm-hmm. when can you suck blood from it? Mm-hmm. At, at what point? Well, when you, when they could get uh, money out of it. Mm-hmm. Now you understand that corporations didn't want to promote it. Mm-hmm. Anything that Latinos and blacks create and they can't control, they don't want to push. Mm-hmm. So you can go back 
as early as 81 and see 2020 specials mm-hmm. with Barbara Walters mm-hmm. demonizing hip-hop of culture. Course. Oh, look at these guys spinning on their backs on the ground. <laughs> oh, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's they doing with their mouth? That poo 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 They're spitting on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, breakdancing was a fight. You right. know what I mean? If you're battling. Mm-hmm. Until uh, I want to say Run DMC opened the floodgates mm. with their first with endorsement. Their, okay, deal. yeah. When they partnered with Adidas, Adidas, yeah, they brought that company back. That, from what I heard, that company was about about a year or two off of bankruptcy, about to go out of business. Mm. And Run DMC single handedly brought them back. Now. Everybody has Adidas. Mm-hmm. It kills me how people wear Nikes with Adidas and don't yeah, follow that. Yeah, that's not right. You know, but <laughs> that's disrespectful. The, 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 <laughs> no, not really. Because in their world, both com- com- companies are giants. True. And Nike is just as big as Adidas now. Mm-hmm. But back in my day, right, you know, yeah. it was, nah, it was nah, it's one you know, or the other. You had those Nikes. Yeah. You had those Adidas. Mm-hmm. Or you had the Pumas. Absolutely. So once the gate was open to with endorsements and sponsorships, that they started tweaking it. I think they started tweaking it then. That's 85. Mm-hmm. It took them to about 90 to get a handle on how they was going to make money mm-hmm. off of rap music. Right. 90, 91, things are starting to change a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's starting to phase out uh, the variety mm-hmm. of rap music. Yeah, and the By, formula starts to... yeah. Rears ugly head and everybody sounds yep. the same. They, well, the testing grounds is, well, most people want to say that uh, Ghetto Boys and Too Short with with the explicit lyrics, but I, I, I can't say that was the testing grounds because both of those artists were independent, mm-hmm. just like Schooly D, mm-hmm. independent. Yeah. You know, that's why they were saying what they wanted to say and how they wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. So you have the testing grounds of NWA. Uh, what's that? 88. Right, eighty nine. But when you say the testing ground, uh, our music being marketed for mass consumption, and NWA was a catalyst for to, that. To me, okay. that's that's what I I say. You okay. know, they they speak our message, they speak right. in our language, no holes barred, using freedom of speech. But the music is cleaned up and marketed to a paying audience, gotcha. not just an audience that enjoys music mm. you get me so for every dirty nwa song on straight out of compton you know they made a whole album clean album like mm-hmm. right 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 ice cube had to write a whole clean album now weren't they forced to do that that's what i'm saying the testing grounds mm-hmm. was to serve this up for mass consumption so they made ice cube right yeah a clean album I'm going to pause for one second. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I know you heard another voice uh, in the room. I'd like for my guest to introduce herself, please. The birthday girl. Good morning. Thank you for having me, and thank you for introducing me, Summer. I am your assistant co-host, <laughs> who's a little bit late. I apologize. I was getting ready for my birthday, and I misinterpreted our time There's for, no the for the show. I no apologize. problem. Glad but to see you. Happy to be here. Happy to be a part of the podcast this morning. Ladies really love hip-hop. Yes, we do. <laughs> and tell everybody who you are. I am Elle Box, music producer, and... and Philadelphia, mm-hmm. a lady who loves hip hop, and excited to meet this brother next to me who's been speaking on the mic very pleasantly. 
very poignantly about hip-hop and early hip-hop's involvement with mass commercialization of the music. And mm-hmm. I'm just getting into the conversation and enjoying it very much. Next, you were awesome. No, you're you awesome. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's not that many uh, female music producers. Thank you. Or engineers. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a few about. MCs. Yeah. But... Man, my hat's off to you. Yes. Much for, uh, appreciated, both of you. Taking yes. on the unglamorous work, I like to it call it. It is unglamorous, but you know? it's a lot of fun. Uh, yes, it it's is. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. <laughs> you see how bright I got, right? Yes. No, like, never, yes. never scared of unglamorous work. I love it. Beautiful. Well, let's let's finish this point, because I, I think we're in a really good place right now. Um, so the mass commercialization of hip-hop, um, NWA as a testing ground, um, my brother and I were just talking. He pulled out this huge um, box. I have a couple in my trunk. Mm-hmm. Boxes of tapes and CDs, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Summer, what are, what are we doing with these? What, what are we going to do with these? And I'm like, dude, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but if you're running out of space, you can put them in my basement mm-hmm. if that's the problem. And he's just like, so he opens it up. And we're looking at some tapes and some CDs. And I'm looking on the back and it's like, you know, album cut acapella instrumental clean version mm-hmm. and i'm thinking wow what did we get away from mm. what did what did we lose to make money as a culture oh man that's a good question because uh i i mean I'm, I'm still active so i don't feel like i lost anything i feel you, like right, I, I seen it coming so i i dipped and dodged what'd and, you do well as in how I, how I stay relevant? Well, I listen to the young people, number one. Uh-huh. What a concept. That's it. That's it. I mean, they have something to say, just mm-hmm. like we, we have did. something to say. Yeah. So I don't turn off. I, my parents turned off on me. Me too. And you can learn your lesson from that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just take it. All right, cool. My parents did that. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I listen to the young people, and they keep me. I surround myself with younger people, the younger generation, Generation Y, mm-hmm. uh, millennials, and they keep me young because mm-hmm. they're teaching me as I'm teaching them. I th- I teach eighteen to twenty four year olds, mm-hmm. so I'm in the same boat, and I feel like they definitely keep us young. My parents totally cut me off mm-hmm. um, with hip hop. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, after it got to NWA, mm-hmm. they were like, "No, mm-hmm. this is not." I think Luke, mm-hmm. no, yeah, they were like, "No, mm-hmm. this is this is not good music. Mm-hmm. This is not something you should listen to." Well, they they Luke is part of the demonization. Absolutely, remember Luke is an independent artist mm-hmm. now who was under major scrutiny for exactly, making that money. Exactly, mm-hmm. the, people like, well, he he was cursing. No. He was an independent artist. That was the problem. I mean, if you was signed to a label back then. You was getting close to seven dollars mm-hmm. per unit. Now imagine being <laughs> imagine being an independent artist. You know, you oh, getting wow. ten, twelve dollars per unit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the fact of the content because, like I said, after Luke, here come NWA. Yep. If they can serve it up and get paid, then mm-hmm. everything is cool, right? Mm-hmm. But let a uh, 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 strong. But matter of fact, if you if you got YouTube, look up the Luke documentary. He has a documentary that that just blows the mind. He, it shows him like selling out it. his trunk and all this stuff. I mean, he was a strong black man running his own business. Yeah. This is why he was demonized. Yeah, because Not rock music had been saying, please, 
anyway, when you talk about content, it was just the fact that we were saying it and we were making money off of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that and they weren't cut in. Exactly. You know. So when they get cut in, that's when right. everything changes. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Say phone, flying film. They were cut in, just not in the same capacity. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, records are going to be distributed by. Mm-hmm. Someone, yeah, to get them out there. Mm-hmm. So, who's distributing these records? Mm-hmm. And thank you. Um, when we're dealing with someone underneath the labels, though, mm-hmm. with that much control, that's where it gets to be a yeah. little complicated. Exactly. That was a little bit new. Mm-hmm. And someone so powerful mm-hmm. who just said what he wanted to say, yeah. and it was still being mass mm-hmm. distributed mm-hmm. by those uh, large distribution companies, mm-hmm. those record labels that could put that out there. Well, they all made a conscious decision. Very much true. Like I said, Skywalker Records was 100% his until the offer came. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking the early Luke Records. Mm -hmm. I'm talking his artist, MC Shy D. Mm -hmm. All that stuff was 100% his. This is before Priority started distributing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You get me? We have to build up. And all those trunk sales, like I said, Schoolie D. Shout out to Schoolie D. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? One of the first independent artists. That inspired me. Mm. Uh, he to me, Schooly D was like the too short. Yeah, you know what too short is to Oakland. Yeah, selling out of Trump. Schooly would ride around the hood, in my hood, Southwest mm-hmm. and West Philly. Yeah, out the trunk with that first album, with the handwritten um, art on the yeah on the logo, yeah yeah. You know, on we the tape. we had full <laughs> control because. They didn't want to understand it at first. Mm-hmm. They didn't care to understand it. And we were yes. going to and we were going to mass market it in our own way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Trump sells. Period. Hand mm-hmm. to hand, those ten dollars. You know, what I mean, nobody's counting it. I'm pretty sure Schoolie could probably count it. Yeah. Uh, Luke could count it. Yeah. But Master P. Once you get oh, Master P, my yeah. man. Mm-hmm. So no limit. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get to a level where you need help. Mm-hmm. Now they're waiting and willing to. Write up a contract that leans their way. Right. So now you have an option. Am I going to stick to local or am I going to take this national? You know, you sleep on it and you yeah. make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't fault anybody for no. the decisions that they make. Mm-mm. But to this day, you're not going to come out ahead yeah. if you partner with, with the corpse. Right. You know? And it's a necessary evil. Because if you want to reach the masses, it was at the time, mm-hmm. right? A necessary evil. Yeah. I feel like that kind of crosses a lot of industry lines, you know, mm-hmm. any kind of business, whether mm-hmm. it's real estate or, you know, engineering. If mm-hmm. you if you're coming up and you're learning or you're getting too big for, you know, your own capacity mm-hmm. and you partner with somebody so you can grow your business mm-hmm. at some point, even then you have to re- you have to look back and say all right am i moving in the direction that i originally wanted to move in Mm -hmm. when i first started Mm -hmm. and if i'm not can i move in that direction with this partner or with this conglomerate around me Mm -hmm. or do i need to make some adjustments because i truly have a love for real estate or engineering or Mm hip-hop and i just feel like there are some folks who it got away from Mm -hmm. and and then hip hop itself is growing up and then has these kids, right? Mm-hmm. That some of them are being taught the way and some of mm-hmm. them aren't, just like in any ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm just a little bit unsure. And then back to that question, like I'm unsure as to where folks who loved hip hop from, from start, where they got lost. Mm-hmm. Because the same great music was being mm-hmm. created. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, is it a laziness that folks just didn't want to go underground and find other outlets to listen to this music because you weren't hearing it on the radio? Well, you're not going to hear it on the radio, especially now. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you do have to be an independent thinker. Mm-hmm. Now, how many people in America are independent thinkers? I mean, you don't have to answer that. I don't have the answer, but it's you, a large... You get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like I said, I was just reading about propaganda. And uh, what hit me, I was reading a Norm... Um, what's the boy? Uh, I just said his name. Oh, right uh, Norm... Shumsky. Shumsky book. And he said that uh, propaganda... It's to democracy, like violence is to a dictatorship. Hmm. So, yes, we're being leaded or led. It's early in the morning. We're being led. I get this. You get me? Mm-hmm. All the time. Even when you don't think you're being yes. led. The colors used. The 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 different fonts. You get me? Uh, the, the location mm-hmm. is everything. Everything around us is leading us in a direction, whether we learn know it or not. And those partnerships that you build with different products, like mm-hmm. when you associate um, a brand, two brands together, mm-hmm. and you feel like, you know, well, if I trust Nike, if mm-hmm. they're going to partner with Church's Fried Chicken, then mm-hmm. hey, guess I need you, to eat you it. See, you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So back to the question. I don't have to twist your arm. <laughs> we, we just got led out of the music that inspires us mm-hmm. think about it so in the 80s they could diss rap records you know why because the black bands were still out sos mm-hmm. uh, mint condition all like we a slew of black bands r&b real r&b music luther all this you know uh shout out terry lewis jimmy jam mm-hmm. the architects of all that music in the late 80s early 90s he's making dollars and cents over that Mm -hmm. you know so they could ignore a little fledging thing called rap where these guys are just they're not even singing you know what talent do you need to do that as we grow up we like both right we like our r&b group Mm -hmm. but we grew up listening to rap so it needed some momentum then turn around the day we don't have any black groups at all because it's easier to pay one person and a DJ not even a DJ now it's easier to produce the music as well exactly it's easier exactly. to produce the music exactly there are less expenses mm-hmm. involved um, I'm sure you know this firsthand. Mm-hmm. being a music producer mm-hmm. someone who enjoys DJing chopping records mm-hmm. um, it's easier to get a sample cleared mm-hmm. for an orchestral performance than hiring someone to put together mm-hmm. all the things needed to make that mm-hmm. orchestral performance mm-hmm. that you hear on some of these uh, orchestral sounding yes <laughs> right <laughs> no I'm, I'm so glad you're here mm-hmm. because guess what we're talking about mm-hmm. we're not talking about music no more no we're talking about capitalism yeah we just got off music that yeah. quick yeah all because late 1800s early 1800s somebody was like well we can sell this on a piece of wax to mm. people. Mm-hmm. Instead of them coming to see this, we could sell it for 10 cent a nickel, however it was, the mm-hmm. first record. I'm not even sure what the first record was, but I'm pretty sure RCA, Victoria, had their hands in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, it's, it became, it's a business. It's a business. It is definitely a business. So every 
moment they get, you have to tighten up your, your plan, especially if you're a capitalist. Well, it was always a business because there were concerts. Yeah, true, true. So concerts um, were the way to capitalize mm-hmm. uh, artistry, mm-hmm. Go talent. back, go back, <laughs> go back. Okay. We can go back. Let's go back to... Uh, to uh, let's go back to art. I, I wanted I wanted to say something else, but for me, music is a healing art. Mm-hmm. If we Absolutely. go way back, the drums, mm-hmm. guitar, these are all instruments from Africa. First mm-hmm. off, but you really think the shaman or or whoever played the music in the village was like, give me give me right. a cow right. before I play? No, no, they use the music to, to heal. heal. Corporations know this. Yeah. <laughs> they know what music is. They know what they're doing. They can see it, and it's know? it's almost oh god, it's psychological. It's it's physiological. I mean, you can see mm-hmm. how we move. Yeah, that it heals. Mm-hmm. So just like a bottle of medicine or or snake oil, mm-hmm. as they would call it back then. Yeah, don't work. I'm going to buy this. <laughs> I'm going to sell it to you because it's going to make you feel better. Mm. <laughs> It's going to cure all your ailments. Wow. But people are dying because it's snake oil. Mm-hmm. You get me? Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Since you put it like what? You know. Snake oil is killing us. Well, that's where I look at the, the music that's out mm. today. I don't DJ as much as I used to. You know, shout outs to Rich. I was at Rich Party and mm-hmm. it made me feel so good to be in a room where people appreciated music. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, he, he dropped a uh, little brother. He dropped, he dropped so many things that I get flack for playing mm-hmm. because people don't want to listen. Mm-hmm. They, they just want to consume it. Yeah. So the corporations understand this and they only, only push music that to me, Allows for a celebration of our demise. Yes. Think about it. Mm-hmm. You know? And now, when I DJ, I like trap music. And I listen to trap music. Mm-hmm. All the time. But certain trap music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a black male. So, when I hear a record that glorifies things that will either get me locked up. Yeah. Or, or killed. You. Yeah. I'm not playing that, mm-hmm. especially if my whole floor is turned up, singing it word for word. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, oh, no, no, I just like the beat. <laughs> you just like the beat? But you're, no. you're standing in front of my booth. You're hypnotized. Singing it word for word, and mm-hmm. you don't even know the struggle I went through. So yeah. what are you really turning up? Mm. And I figured it out. they celebrating our demise. Damn. So I'll, I'll stop playing those records. The owner eventually say something to me. And yeah. I have to tell them the reason why I'm not playing those records. And then two weeks later, yeah, they, it's they, time they, to they go. The, no, they, the, the language is, oh, we want to go in a different direction. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. they want to, you know, provide I want to keep everybody drinking. I want to keep, yeah. yeah they they want to provide entertainment for their people, but well, not at my expense. about violence, period. Though. But when you, when you think about it, music is always, people use drugs mm-hmm. and um, different more. types of um, intoxicants for mm-hmm. different purposes, medicinal. Mm-hmm. True, true. I, but I'm not, I'm, I don't want to stray away from what you're saying. I mm-hmm. do get the demonization. I do mm-hmm. get the, the message that you have about how sometimes 
in black music, it feels that a lot of the lyrics are uh, centrally focused on things that are hurtful, yeah. uh, denigrating. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I think there needs to be a balance. It was. There needs to be a balance, and that's really the problem. Maybe if we had more of a balance in the mm-hmm. music, you would be comfortable playing those records that mm-hmm. talk about X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. those challenges that you have mm-hmm. with the records, mm-hmm. because you know you could back it up mm-hmm. with something that may have came from an energy like an artist on the vibe of a mm-hmm. public enemy, or today mm-hmm. is like a Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Kendrick stuff, to me, is not even played as much as it should be. Because yeah. so, it's a... The balance you speak of balance. <laughs> is powerful. It's super powerful. Yes. That's why we could listen to Too Short. That's right. why yeah. we can listen to NWA. Yeah. That's why we can listen to Schoolie <laughs> smoking yeah. some kill. Yeah. You get what I mean? It's because you got knowledge yourself. Absolutely. You know better. This generation doesn't know better. So things are taken literally. Exactly. And like I said, if you listen to the music, and not all rap, like I said, not all rap records or trap records are like right. this. Right, absolutely. You get That's me? Right. But the ones that are pushed in front of us every day, yeah. the, the, the intelligent level right. is low. It's not because of us. No. It's because of the mass market that consumes it. And there's no balance in that, uh, through that stream. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're talking yes. about radio, there's mm-hmm. no balance. There's some DJs that are unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's only going to be sev- a certain um, consumption avenues you can get your music yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Like either you're the DJ and you're just picking what mm-hmm. you want to hear mm-hmm. and you do or do not have balance. Mm-hmm. Or you're in front of a DJ who does or does not have balance for mm-hmm. before the masses. It's going to be um, something that's pre-programmed mm-hmm. for them to, mm-hmm. you know, the song came out this morning. And by the end of the day, that's your favorite song mm-hmm. Because you heard it 29 times. Yeah. Right. Not because it's good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And then that balance, they don't even have a, a chance to know what that even means. No. <laughs> because, like I said, the propaganda. I, I'm going to feed you something I can use to control you with. Mm. Not, here's a great record. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Nobody's thinking about that in the industry. It's, it's, it's how to get more listeners to whatever format. So then going back to to your projects, right? You put out a few projects in your time and still put them out. Right. (laughs) But speaking of, you know, how you started to gain this notoriety and folks are listening for your sound and Mm -hmm. for the different types of puzzles you put together with Mm -hmm. artists. I'm thinking of Hard to Kill. Mm -hmm. My favorite, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um the combination of folks that you had on that project, right, mm-hmm. come from different backgrounds, have different things to talk about and mm-hmm. say. But there was a lot of balance in these projects mm-hmm. from from the nucleus of the project, which is you. Mm-hmm. How did you create your your sound? Well, man, let's see. Well, who are your influences? Everybody. Okay. All music. I, like I said, I, I had to switch because I was just about to talk about Beethoven. A few seconds Please ago. Please do. I'm classically but, trained violinist. I love there, Beethoven. There we go. You know, all music inspires me mm-hmm. because I look at it as a healing art. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's good. It's bad. It's ugly. But if you have balance, like like you said, then you can ride in all those cars mm-hmm. straight down the highway. You know, get out when you want to. Get on. Right. One. So when it comes to Hard to Kill, Hard to Kill is a 
Hard to Kill is my first album. We mm-hmm. have it playing now. And you can you can hear the growth. Uh, it's my first album, so I'm touching everywhere on it. And I was around a lot of great artists at that time. But as I advanced, I think I'm to my fifth full album now mm-hmm. with that work. As I advance, I keep documenting my life. So mm-hmm. Hard to Kill is a word-for-word mm-hmm. document experiences mm-hmm. between me and friends and things like that mm-hmm. it comes full circle with like well this year so mm-hmm. it's, it's not 2020 yet with this year it's that work mm-hmm. i went back to that style i i did a lot of educating and a lot of preaching kind of chuck d <laughs> stuff in between those moments mm-hmm. but i was like no with that work i want to i want to highlight my friends and get back to a good feeling mm-hmm. vibe it's not too preachy. It's more or less f- having fun, and that's what hard to kill is. And I think that's why people gravitate to it. I'm not. I'm not shoving information down your throat. Where I do have albums where I'm, yeah. I'm purposely doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had just uh, with hard to kill. We just had sold the record store. Mm-hmm. Um, I just stopped working for EMI Capital mm-hmm. Records because uh, of the digital era. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually wanted to fight the internet and I can't be on board right. with that so I resigned from being yeah. A&R I, I can't ride with that Yeah. so that gave me the freedom to do whatever I want in music mm. okay I can I can make my music a healing art again I don't have to do it for money you know I'm doing other things at this point mm-hmm. for, for you know financial gain mm-hmm. so that freedom allowed me to be the, the best artist that I can be you know, and that's what you hear in all my albums or all my music that I'm working with people or, or anything. I, I try to bring that freedom. As a producer, <laughs> we we have to, you know, we want to lead the artist. Absolutely. So if a producer is working with another artist and we're riding down their street, so like a, a Uzi Vert, if mm-hmm. I were to work with an Uzi Vert, and I were to make a Uzi Vert record, then I'm not doing Uzi Vert a justice. We're supposed to grow together. Well, As a could. producer, you could. We're gonna, you know, we're what gonna you could grow. do. Um, it depends on what Uzi's project theme, yeah, is. If he comes, he says, you know, brother, I want to do something mm-hmm. that's on this vibe, and mm-hmm. I like your music, mm-hmm. I like your mission. Mm-hmm. Let's vibe. Mm-hmm. Door opens. So I'm going to feed him. Absolutely. I'm going to give him food. Absolutely. You would never be a disservice to Uzi oh, no, because no. you know where to step in. Exactly. And be that mm-hmm. healing mm-hmm. energy in the session yeah. so that the, the music uplifts, the lyrics will uplift. Exactly. Even if it doesn't exactly. uplift, it doesn't denigrate because mm-hmm. that's your energy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I love mm-hmm. the Uzi Vert. I right, love his right, records. Right. And He's a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I may not play him. But I do listen to him. Okay. And number two, right. he's from Philly. Right. You know, I, I want him to champion. You get me? Right. So, yes, if he called me, we would we, we would travel down my street. Okay. It's just like, like I, I know I'm not Dre, but you're not going to go and work with Dre. But, oh, no, nah, Dre, I don't want that. Don't I want it, it to sound like this. Yeah, don't Dre you it up, me? Dre. And I don't care how small or big I am. Right. I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. And I know the job of a producer. You get me? I'm not a beat maker. Mm, so right. if you want a beat maker, little Uzi then Bert, listen to these then, and pick one. Yeah, go right. get a beat maker. But right. if we going, that's what I mean. If he called me, then we're gonna we're gonna go down a street that I'm not on and he's not on. We're gonna go down this other street that we've never been on. Mm-hmm. And some artists are scared of that because, 
Like I said, they, they're, they're thinking the in machine. a exactly. They're thinking in a capitalistic yep. mind state. If it doesn't follow this formula, I'm not going to sell any records. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love what you just said about you're supposed to grow together, and those artists that can can consistently be themselves but still offer something new, mm-hmm. like Royce. Like mm-hmm. I feel. Like I'm on a journey with him mm-hmm. every time I listen to a new project, yeah. Because I feel like I'm exactly where he's at mm-hmm. at that moment. I feel like I was exactly where you were with Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. And sometimes artists who are drawn into the machine and want to make that dollar, they'll never ever grow. Mm-hmm. They'll never well, grow. Business business owners more so than artists. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. When you think of it that way, you kind of respect what they do mm-hmm. and you don't expect certain mm-hmm. things from them. No expectations. No yeah. expectations. You have to, well, you expect a good record you could dance to. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or they go through the thing where they try something new and then they let their fans down, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, people like, oh, I can't believe you put that album out. It was horrible. It's like, well, it's, well, it's not it? more or less you didn't let your fans down. It's did that machine get behind you like they did before mm-hmm. you know um, 2 chains, for example 2 chains after his first album mm-hmm. uh, he opened up the BET Awards I believe he did the first song he came out mind you the song was positive now we the the information on 2 Chain had just got out he's mm-hmm. college grad mm-hmm. he's dumbing down the lyrics mm-hmm. you know to be on uh, Ludacris stable so he took it to heart. He came out on BT. Well, I'll never forget it. He came out. He performed the one song off the old album. He, he, he did a medley. Mm-hmm. So in between the medley, he's going into the new song coming off the new album. And he's like, yo, I'm going to I'm gonna beef it up. I'm going to start dropping the knowledge in, in my lyrics. You know, he literally made a statement mm-hmm. in front of the world to make better music, more, more conscious music. He didn't want people to think he was this dude. Right. Dummy dude. Exactly. The machine didn't get behind it. Nope. From that that moment, because he said it in a public arena. Yep. That album got didn't get the support that the first album got. You know, he didn't get the concerts that he needed. So then, third album comes back around. He switched it back to making. I mean, he's he's a got he's it, a successful built. dude. Yeah. I rock with the dude <laughs> in Atlanta. I all the respect to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I saw that moment. And he made a conscious decision. Like I said, it's all up to us. Absolutely. We make the conscious decision. He made a conscious decision to to get back on what was making him money. Then he went and invested that money. You know, got some places, probably some stocks, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, as a black man should, invest your money mm-hmm. to be better. But he saw that the machine wasn't going to be behind him if he came off as an intelligent black man right. and put it in his music. Damn. You know, they they will show you. You know, if you're not rolling with the machine, then well, we are you know, the machine in some ways, though, because sometimes these decisions are made by people who we think won't make these types of decisions. Mm-hmm. We, in essence, we are the machine. We are the A and Rs. We mm-hmm. are the execs at the record label. Yeah, we are. So you know, the machine isn't this organism that mm-hmm. we can't infiltrate and mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to dominate in some ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but we, a, are. It ha- we are. It has to be like a, in order for it to be in, super impactful. Mm-hmm. It has to be a group effort. I mean, oh, absolutely, I think. absolutely. Well, it absolutely. either has to be a group effort or a huge effort. In this day and time, rap music is the most consumed music on the planet. Mm-hmm. So yes, to, yes, American we are there. We are there. 
We are there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We are there. We're in these rooms and we're making these decisions. But like I said, we're consciously making these decisions Mm -hmm. to either push our career or hold on to a job. It's, you know, fight or flight. Right. Type of mentality in those rooms. I've been in those rooms. They, and we they're kind of hot. We can decipher know, who's pressure. doing what. We mm-hmm. can. Yeah. But when we talk about young people who mm-hmm. are influenced by this music, mm-hmm. they're not making the decisions or they're not deciphering between entertainment and real life. Mm-hmm. Well, remember in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, the, the Tribe Called Quest, the De La Soul, that movement Balance. that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A new movement could come together in mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. but... We have to encourage the young people to do certain things, Mm -hmm. to work with producers who are going to give them the materials that are going to influence Mm -hmm. and um, help them to get the message out that they want to get out, give them the right beat, that right Mm -hmm. track. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes we talk about the machine, but we don't talk about our own influence Mm -hmm. on the machine and how... We need to speak a little bit more positively about mm-hmm. encouraging some of the younger um, creators mm-hmm. to consider taking on. I mean, '90s culture is huge right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't see certain elements of '90s culture um, in terms of like hip hop music. Mm-hmm. I don't see it being um, reflected into the now. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of artists embracing tribe as much mm-hmm. as we did. We, mm-hmm. I mean, tribe was huge for yeah. us. Yes, so. Yeah. But to me, mm-hmm. tribe and native tongues. That the native tongues movement, yes, is so huge. It's because we were still building it. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop is in and fifty time. years old. Yeah. So we're still we're still building it. Mm-hmm. And you can mirror jazz and see where they were twenty years mm-hmm. in, thirty years in. Right. Right. Uh, when you're still building something, everything is golden. Oh, that's new. That right. that brand Nubians is wow. Mm-hmm. That that tone low is crazy. Mm-hmm. Listen to how he used that sample. Mm-hmm. You you get me? Like everything is fresh and new. We're forty years in, but do we really have control over what's put in front of us? Is the question without repercussions. Now, sure. yeah, you I can go make a tribe record or little, little Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. Could make a tribe record. It doesn't even have to sound. But what like comes that. from that? Well, no, it, it, it could be have to sound like just just that vibe, that, exactly. that freeness, the the playfulness, yeah. the yeah. lightness, the positivity, mm-hmm. the exactly. education, the exactly. knowledge. You know. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So put that on Vert. Okay. Like I said, Vert, my man. I'm not saying nothing. That I wouldn't say to his face, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't get mad. He'd probably have a conversation about this. He's an intelligent dude. Mm-hmm. Very. So you put that on him. You know what I mean? People with this dude employs with mm-hmm. the music he yeah. makes right now. Mm-hmm. Now, well, now, what if decision. that goes away? Make How about this? You is, get it, me? is it his yeah. place, though? I don't. Maybe that's not his place. See, this is where the balance comes in. Mm-hmm. We need to encourage those who are feeling these energies, but they're seeing the successes of people like the Uzi Verts, mm-hmm. and they're thinking there's no lane for me to do my thing. Exactly. That's the point. I'm, I'm exactly. Thinking. I feel like there are. Probably a lot of people who want to talk about otherness, yes, and greatness and it excellence, is. and they don't feel that they would have a proper opportunity to be heard. See, so now in the day, native tongues, right? For example, they had the cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They had the black medallions and things, no gold and stuff like that. But 
Look at Tip now. Tip wear gold <laughs> mm-hmm. furs and stuff True. like that. You get me? Yeah. True. True. We had we had access to the glamorous life. Mm-hmm. Though we could do what we wanted to do. We did it all. That doesn't exist. At least in the minds in the of the mindset. youngsters. Because right. the corporations show you that well, you need to the- make this type of music Stand to get lame. this. Right. And this is what I mean when I say machine and system. Yeah. Like, if you, the status quo. You know what I mean? You, if you want that in your life, then you're going to do what you think is going to bring those things into your life. Not take a risk. Hmm. You know, because you could, you might not get that Tesla if I make this right. How about it? You get me? Well, but that's I really why I want like, that Tesla. That's why I like, um, like for instance, No Name. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she came in, her whole movement, her crew, her clique. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to, um, I'm starting to follow more of the folks that she, mm-hmm. you know, her features and things like that. And I'm finding that they remind me a lot of those types of movements, native tongue movements, mm-hmm. and people who dare to be different mm-hmm. and come out with their message and their flows and their way of dressing mm-hmm. and just saying, hey. I, I also have skills. Like, I am great with the pen, and <laughs> the production is mean. Mm-hmm. And 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 those types of folks, like, I support that. And, and here's the thing. If there was just one Uzi Vert or seven Uzi Verts, but it's like only one of her or yeah. a couple of her mm-hmm. and a million of that same mm-hmm. sound that comes from the machine mm-hmm. that says you can make a million with this sound. So I guess in a, in essence, we are still young. Hip-hop is 40. 40 is young. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very, yes. Hello? 40 is yes. very young. I, I mean, that's why I get upset. <laughs> and then cats are like, oh, that's old school. Like, how oh, old? This is, is we, we, we did hear bucks. You know? Yeah, I'm like, hi. <laughs> like, no. You know, I, I, I either say true school or timeless music. Yes. You know what I mean? Because what's older, yes. I just had a conversation with a hip hop enthusiast, mm-hmm. a female at that. Mm-hmm. And we was going back and forth on that. And she's like, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it being called old school. That's our language. I'm like, wait a minute. Was you know, matter. exactly. <laughs> I was like, who started calling rap music old school? You sure that's our language? Or did somebody plan to see? Hello. Hmm. You know, because that was our conversation. Hello. It is you know? separation. Hmm. It is purposeful. And it and it's causing the 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 lack of respect between exactly. what old school and new school is. Exactly. Like and no. The divide today is really interesting. We embraced our parents' music. We mm-hmm. loved our parents' yeah. music. Yeah, but we don't love Big Daddy Kane, or we don't love like that. That was corny rap. Like no, no, no. It's, not. It, it's all timeless. It's foundational. It's timeless. Yeah. We wouldn't have rap if there were no Big Daddy Kanes. Yeah, exactly. We have the foundations. Well, so. you wouldn't you wouldn't have a Big Daddy Kane. Or a rap record without rock records to that's sample right. from, or jazz records. Like you got to respect the it's architect. It's an ecosystem, and music. that's what I mean. If you buy a Grant Green record, you're saying you're saying, "Well, oh, this is some timeless jazz." They don't say, "Oh man, I got that old school jazz from like, the '60s." No, that Grant Green joint. Exactly. Like so, you don't hear people in the exactly. classical world calling anybody exactly. old school. Like exactly. it all influences mm-hmm. from Tchaikovsky up to this new kid. Exactly. Right. Who's playing Tchaikovsky, yeah. right? Yes. And celebrating Tchaikovsky yep. because he gave him his sound. Mm-hmm. We're too young to have that type of influence yet. Mm-hmm. Like, yet. We're still fighting for our places because we're all still here. Mm-hmm. Like, most of the pioneers of hip-hop are all still yeah. right here. And, and that's where I push. I'll be like, what's old school about it? You know, and people, like, they try to push that narrative. And I'm like, well, that, do your research then. And... <laughs> 
see where that got put in the mix. Mm-hmm. See who really put that 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 like they don't do that with rock. No, they don't do that with R and B. They don't do that with anything. R and B, hip hop. It did. No, no, old no, school R and B. Old school R and B. That's it us. That's, that's us true. doing that. That's right. They nobody, Luther, nobody, and 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 R and B is a black music. That's right. mm-hmm. that's right. You we, get we me? We love to date everything. What I'm trying to say is, yeah. if we go buy a Led Zeppelin record, we don't call it old school. I'm no. talking about we. It's classic. No, it's classic. So, like I said, yeah. who placed this seed? seed? Yes, it's my. Control. I mean, I might sound like a conspiracy. No, you no, sound so right because I, I just analyze things. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to get the. Maybe it would be better if old school didn't have such a negative connotation. But, but that's this why is what I'm it's trying to not, talk about. Exactly. It, it you get what school, I mean? It's oh, awful. It, when it's old some school, it's, some it's, it's Exactly. Y'all getting what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Soon as you, it's soon mind as control. you hear it, mm-hmm. it's mind we control. talked about that a few yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, the, yeah. We are being led, even though we don't know. <laughs> yes. Like I said, if we see a certain color, it makes us think a certain thing. Absolutely. We see a certain font, mm-hmm. it makes us think a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know it. So when... I, oh yeah, that's old school. It hits a certain nerve or a certain yep. brainwave and make you think less of it. Right, just like so, calling a woman old, like you wouldn't you do that. Me? So I don't think. Right. I don't want to think that the hip hop culture generations it's, actually put that word in there to mean mean it that way. Young people change up the slang every, every day, absolutely. but then they still use the word old, old school. Old head and old school, yep. Somebody's feeding them that. Yep, and the OG Somebody's and all of that stuff. Listen, I <laughs> we could talk about this forever, but I will say you got me thinking about how God, even I have fed into that machine and and we're like feeding off of ourselves and we're killing ourselves yet again, perpetuating our death by killing our artists and calling them old. Their music's going to live forever. It's classic. Mm-hmm. And these young people that are coming out with their own styles, some of them work, some of them don't work for the consumer. But ultimately, if we kill them off, we're killing hip-hop too. Yeah. You know, ultimately, ultimately. Well, I just ask them to make timeless music. That's what That's I mean. Because I, I, they, 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 they usually open it up with the word old school. So mm-hmm. now we go on the topic of, nah, first off, no, nah, I'm true school or timeless music. We're sitting here listening to Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill is old, but it's timeless. It's timeless. That's why we're sitting here listening, listening to, to it. it. So we get into that concept, and they need to make timeless music that will stay the test of time. Yes. Right. Most of the music right now is cookie cutter. It's mm-hmm. not going to stand the test of time. The I mean, it's, it's hammer records. It's cookie cutter music, that, though. But that's it's why not forcing them. It's not no, forcing them. No, it's not. It's, yo, you if don't, you sign, you don't have to take the, the deal. money. Don't take the deal. You don't have to take the money. And that's where we're no not. No one is forcing you to do anything. Like, there's not enough black businesses on the corner. There's not enough black cleaners. You don't have to go to the white cleaners. You could open up your own cleaning business and mm-hmm. it's like we're being we're thinking that either we gotta win the lottery get a basic basketball contract or get a rap deal or you could just make yourself profitable in any of these arenas by doing you no, I, I totally agree with you but I understand that a lot of people haven't been influenced on that level they haven't been exposed to certain um, just bits of knowledge to help them to see themselves to see their community to value 
black businesses, the value of starting their own business. I can feel and that. So that's that's where I'm, I'm sensitive because I know that it's not about being woke, but I know everybody's not conscious no, of they're not. certain <clears throat> things. So it's like... It's, I'm trying to meet people where they're at. No, it's, I'm, I'm it's, constantly trying. We have to, it's, it's but we battle. also have to hold the the bar hold, hold high the standard and but, say, but but be cognizant of the fact that everybody's they're 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 blinders that they haven't learned how to adjust their blinders. I think you're right. I, I so want to get deep, but, <laughs> but no, I want to keep it musically. Like we no, literally, no, that's what this podcast about is go for. Else. Like we, if this we keep is talking hip-hop, like this, this is yes, hip-hop. see this, this is, this is the saying. culture. That's what I'm saying. This is, but this is why we think differently because of how we're sitting here and we're talking more than about a record. We grew up like that. You know, yeah. that's part of the culture. And that's why you hear me say rap record. I hear y'all saying hip-hop, hip-hop, hip-hop. But rap I records. break it down Absolutely. to what it is. Your true school. You know, and, and, and it's cool. Rap records are great. They're great. But this is the culture, what we're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about life experience and, and building, leaving away. Knowledge. Exactly. Leaving this table with something to think about yes. and research. I mean, we didn't have the internet. Everything that we're talking about on this podcast, you should be sitting there with your phone, not on Instagram, but Googling. Googling everything that's been said. Googling. I tell I tell the kids to do that all the time. Look up. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. Check me. That's right. See if I'm right. If I'm wrong, Mr. Next. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the young. <laughs> Mr. Next. Mr. Next. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, that didn't happen like this, this, da, 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 this. All right, and I'm a fact check it, and you—that's what I mean by learning from them. Yeah. Sometimes I'm wrong. I don't remember everything, you know. So, I experienced a lot, but for the most part, recall—I'm getting older. So they—we—we we teach each other. They fact check me if it, most of the time it's right, mm-hmm. but if it's wrong, they set me straight. And for then the they next learn something that I go to. Now mm-hmm. I got the facts, mm-hmm. and then I drop them. I'm like, yeah, I was with my young boy, and he was, you know, he looked it up, and it means this. Mm-hmm. You know, I you got to give them that. Yeah, that and helps be an them grow. You know, because yeah. now, oh man, Nets gave me dap on that. You know, I'm going to keep fact checking. You know, Absolutely. we we don't give enough uh, clout to the generation, and. Yeah, I blame us for for not interacting yeah. like we should. Well, we didn't with know how that. to create the ladder because hip hop mm-hmm. was so, so new. Right? Oh, still new. It's, 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 it's still very, new. It's very new. Yeah. We didn't understand how to create the bridge mm-hmm. to allow for new generations mm-hmm. to cross it and and honor it, but do their own thing mm-hmm. with it. We we didn't know how to build a ladder to mm-hmm. continuously raise it up mm-hmm. and. That's that's it's gonna come in time. It's, but it's but most on, of that it's coming now because we have we have people like Kendrick who are doing wondrous things and winning Grammys. Mm-hmm. And you know we we got to keep celebrating that. We got to keep talking mm-hmm. about the Kendricks, the mm-hmm. J. Coles, yeah, um, the artists like No Name mm-hmm. who are a part of movements that are very um, emerging, emerging mm-hmm. movements mm-hmm. that are you know just very reminiscent of that era that we spoke of in mm-hmm. the late eighties, early nineties mm-hmm. that. Tribe Called Quest Native Tongues movement. Mm-hmm. We have to really just celebrate the diversity of hip hop. Yes. And understand that there's always been diversity in hip hop. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of balance in hip hop now. Mm-hmm. And we have to help with this this younger generation create the bridge with mm-hmm. them. And remember that, you know, we are the bridge ultimately. Yeah. yeah. We are the bridge. So mm-hmm. if you're Generation X, and I say this a lot, I talk to uh, Scheme Richards and mm-hmm. all the cats that I grew up with um, that practiced the culture to, to the fullest. Me. You know, um, it's our job as Absolutely. Generation X. 
we are the bridge. We can talk to the baby boomers, right. and they understand us. And we can communicate with the millenniums and wise because we were there at the creation of the digital age. Yes. Doesn't that feel good? There's no other (laughs) generation more important than our generation other than the industrial age generation. What's Mm. that, 1900s? Yeah. So, yeah, every hundred years, a generation comes along that should stand up and do the right thing. And that's my generation. Yeah. You know, we're, we're about to come. We're at an age where we're about to come into political power. Yes. You get me? Yeah. 40 something, something like that. Like, we're about to start running things. Yeah. You know, and really talking to the young people and talking to the baby boomers until their time is up. It's, it, we are very important. Yeah. So, if we don't step up and start talking to these young people and, you know, because they, they lost in translation yeah, with the people with the power, the, the baby language. boomers are there. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, this is what you do for money. No, we did it differently. Yeah. We did it differently. So, no, young man, be patient. Mm -hmm. I know you want that now, but do it right. Mm -hmm. Like, no name. She's doing it right. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she's not getting a dollar like Vert. I'm pretty sure she's not getting a Beyonce dollar. Mm -hmm. But I love her music. Mm -hmm. And I think she's comfortable. Like, Moo Moo Fresh. She's comfortable. Yeah, Moo Moo's incredible. They're comfortable where they're at. Yeah. You know, to do what they do. You know, another thing, too, we we need to... We could honor the success of the Beyonce's, the Uzi Vert. Oh, yes, we have to. And we also need to help these young people to see that you could have a thriving career. Yeah. On a, a different level yes. of, um, I guess, um, financial success as mm-hmm. a recording artist and have more control over what you're doing if you don't submit to the Beyonce little Uzi Vert mm-hmm. wave. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, there's checks no and balances. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you won't make $100,000 a night mm-hmm. at a concert venue or more, mm-hmm. but you'll be able to play the songs you want to play mm-hmm. at that concert. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be able to tell your fans things you want to say to them at that concert, whether if it's through your lyrics or even if you just stop and pause and embrace the audience and just let out your heart before you perform that song. Mm-hmm. Like you, Maybe you were feeling something while you were writing that song, and as mm-hmm. an artist, you get a chance to explain more context, give more background for your music. Sometimes artists like Uzi Vert's, they're not in a position to really talk on stage. They have to get through a set number of songs because <laughs> fans want to hear these songs. The label's expecting these. Yep. It is ridiculous. Yep. You know, so yep. there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, beauty in independent artistry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, we need to celebrate that as mm-hmm. well. I think sometimes we, don't get me wrong, I celebrate Beyonce's mm-hmm. success, but I'm not one who worships billionaires or multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I celebrate it and I mm-hmm. respect it because I understand mm-hmm. the grind that it takes to get there, mm-hmm. but I also understand the grind that it takes to maintain um, a super hundred thousandaire mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. position, if, if uh-huh. I can say it that way. Right, right, right. So. I mean, I, I use Beyonce as a, uh, example of black excellence mm-hmm. she is because she employs so many people uh, not just people of color mm-hmm. you people, get me she, she is definitely absolutely you know she, queen B. she's a she machine is. you get me you can't see when you're watching the tv you can't see to the left right up or down you don't see the catering truck Mm-mm. You don't see the wardrobe. <laughs> you don't see any of this. And this is the problem. Um, matter of fact, I was watching uh, The Voice, uh-huh. and I got so happy because the unglamorous work I talk about. 
Now they go to commercial, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put the commercial in a box and show the setup. Yeah. I was losing yeah. my mind mm-hmm. with joy. Mm-hmm. Because now. It's real. Now, yeah. now, you know, if you feed in an image, a Beyonce image, for say, oh, all I can be is a singer. Or maybe a backup singer. But she pays them, so I want to be the singer. With the voice dead, I was like, whoa, they showed the stage text, yeah. the lighting text, the, the um, stage crew moving stuff out, positioning stuff. And it was all orchestrated. Yes. They they set this up. Of course. You could tell. It was mm-hmm. like a, a play. It moved like very nobody, well. yeah. nobody was bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. One person sweeping, the other wiping something down. And it was beautiful mm-hmm. to see all that unglamorous work. That goes into. That goes into, you know what I mean? That five minutes mm-hmm. of that one person being in front of your television. Mm-hmm. So now young people can see, oh, I want to oh, be a job. stage tech. Absolutely. Stage oh, I want to. Stage tech. Stage, excuse me. <laughs> you're right. Stop the theater. You get me? <laughs> That's you know what I mean? True. You know what I mean? They, they, but these young people ain't ready for that That's type right. of talk. No, you're right. You're absolutely it, right. The way we word things. Just absolutely. like saying, oh, oh, oh hey, You oh, get me? Cool. Yeah. That's you right. get me? It's like, like me, uh, not calling you an engineer or a producer because you're a woman. Like, you know, I would never do that stuff. The power's in the word. Yeah, I see. You've been there. Obviously. Like, Listen. <laughs> you oh, I don't even look like a producer. So that's another you know? conversation. Like, who you here for? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm the background singer, but that's off another day. <laughs> Let's you know. talk about your art. Oh, uh, which one? Because it's a lot of creative art going on right Let's now. Let's talk about it all. Give us, give us an eye into what you got going on. Right now, uh, it's a balance. And yeah, it's a choice. How about we start mm-hmm. with DJing? We could start wherever, Let's start you with know. DJing. DJing, like I said earlier, is, is slowing down because I'm making a conscious choice on what I play. Okay. You know, so. How's that affecting your creativity? Well, it's not affecting my creativity because I go and do something else. Okay. So when, when the DJing started to slow down, I made the conscious decision to pull back because I wasn't getting the, the jobs I wanted. Mm. Uh, I like it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, then I'm going to do something else. So I started doing uh, Motamiya uh, art. Okay. I've been a aspiring photographer. I had a mentor. <laughs> My mentor is like, hey, I'm going to tell you this. I can't tell you nothing until you take a thousand pictures. <laughs> okay. Come see me then. Fair enough. So I'm, I'm like at about 700. Wow. I, I wanna, I'm guessing. I'm about 500, 700. But the whole thing was to, to, to create my style get my eye so he was like go take a thousand pictures and not talking because we have digital mm-hmm. think of it as a real camera and get down to your eye so now i take two pictures mm-hmm. just the second one now is just to make sure it's in focus mm-hmm. but you got to see the picture before you take it most people on their iphone take a hundred right. pictures then pick then edit no right. he, he wanted me to take these pictures before he taught me mm. so i would get my eye Wow. So like I, I had by three hundred, I caught on to why he, you know, told me to do for. that. My brother's a photographer. Shouts out to Taylor Genius, mm-hmm. and I I noticed that he does that too. He'll take the picture and then he'll just look at it. Like, wow. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he goes right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. okay. So I'm about seven hundred deep, and I was like, okay, I did a photography show once. I was like, how can I, you know. Leapfrog. This mm-hmm. the culture. We got to do better the next yeah. time. So I mixed the media. I started mm-hmm. uh, mixing the graffiti art, 
with the the photography blowing it up i love your uh, posts. putting it mm-hmm. into uh photoshop and and doing the art i mean they're doing what they doing the art now pieces of people yeah. on instagram mm-hmm. now yeah i was doing that three four years ago y'all late y'all so <laughs> and just mixing the media next. yeah well, that's yeah, right yeah they well when i came back this time to philly they they would you know made me feel good because hmm. people was like yo calling me things like legend and and saying well you was ahead of yourself and things like that it's just paying attention to mm-hmm. be real about it mm-hmm. if you pay attention to life you're going to be ahead you know that is so true and you'll be inspired mm-hmm. so between the mixed media artwork uh i started cooking so culinary art oh wow hold you know? Wait a minute. This this Renaissance brother sitting here. <laughs> what is your what is your delight? <laughs> what is my delight? Uh food. I'm a culinary, I'm a culinary artist. Do you artist. have a specialty or nah, a thing nah. that you really love no, to do? No. I I mean if it looks good mm-hmm. and I feel it, then I create it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean I'm raised by my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm raised by my grandmother. I watched her and helped her in the kitchen. What you took know? you there? What? I'm to interested culinary to culinary arts. arts. Yeah. Oh well, my daughter Okay. My daughter, so I started writing a cookbook when she was born. Because uh, as an infant, you can't give infants a raw egg, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it started with a simple recipe on cookie dough without egg. So, Aww. you know, I made a recipe to make cookie dough, not mm-hmm. using a raw egg, so she can just pop it in cookies. her mouth and yeah. eat it. And then I continue making recipes, recipe after recipe. I sit around. I'll go someplace. Right now, I just came back from Africa. Mm-hmm. And in Africa, I I didn't get to taste it because I couldn't grab it. I was riding in a car. Uh-huh. And I seen this golden, brown, fried thing on a tray. Because everybody is community. <laughs> it's community over there. Yes, so yes, food yes. is in the street. I mean, they, they sell kittens in the street. They literally hold a kitten in the middle of the road. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. kids be here with the candy. Yeah. Everything's in the middle of the street. Yes. So the boy had the tray and it was golden and it was sticking. Now it looked like fried chicken. I was like, what, what? is that? What is <laughs> that? Oh my goodness. That's my liaison. I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, uh, fried pumpkin. He keeps going. I'm like, come on, man. Let me. Uh, what? I I'd have fell off the time. truck. I'd have fell all the way off the truck. So, so that's where I'm at now. I, I've been trying to recreate what I saw. I'm, I'm, in, oh. I'm in stages now. Okay. And I just posted something on my Instagram story. That was my first try at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't name it and I wanted mm-hmm. people to guess. It looked good. You know, uh-huh. I put some green edge on it. But that's what I mean by being a corner artist. artist. Yes. I mean, it wasn't exactly what I wanted mm-hmm. in flavor or texture or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what you going to do? Mm-hmm. You going to throw Keep it away? Keep going. No. Eat exactly. that joint. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we come from a background where you don't waste. No. Grandma would kill me right, right. if I waste food. You know? I know you're going to eat that. Yo, you're going to sit at this table. <laughs> Until it's gone. Exactly. And then they leave the room. Leave you and in there the by yourself. Down. Oh, you had to You know, and then y'all be like, stop that crying. Uh-huh. You want to sit there? I'm sure the coloring was beautiful, though. Uh, it was good. Okay. It was good. It was good. But, you know, I'm I'm in this thing right now where uh, I'm trying to get out of deep frying things. Mm-hmm. And so I went to go deep fry it, and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to bake this. Okay. And that's that's where it went, you know. South, because his <laughs> the stuff I seen was deep fried and battered. Right, and, it's like the the balance you know. of crunchy and healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm creating my own. Mm-hmm. Once once I dial it in, mm-hmm. it'll be mine. 
You get me? It won't yeah. be what I saw on that plate. That's amazing. So that to me, that's the the, the difference. I uh, I just recently did some some uh, video cooking videos. Uh, Say for, what now? Yeah. Well, like I said, the Why culinary I find art. This one I googled you. <laughs> you gotta put in N E X M I L L E N and put food. Okay. You I'm doing know? it right now. Continue. Yeah. We or the the company I work for. Well, I did these for was Ingles, which is a big supermarket chain in the south. It's big, like really? giant. Yeah. So Ingles Table. They do a magazine. They have a website. Hold so up. I did four pieces for them. Uh. You know what, sir? <laughs> right somewhere. Well, on my Instagram page, I, I put all the logos of all the creative things I do. And luckily, they had them. You but it goes are all the way amazing. And um, yeah, I, I, that's what I've been working on right now. Just just trying to do that. I bumped into a. Actually, how I did the videos. It was uh, a friend of mine named Clarence. He's a brother, and. This company didn't have any people of color. Well, when I say color, I mean black people. Okay. Other than him. Okay. So I had originally told them, no, you know, I'm not a cook. Mm-hmm. I'm not a chef, right? I'm playing with food. And they want me to do a cooking video. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do it. But then I checked out the channel. I saw a friend of mine that is a chef. And he's there by himself. You get me? It's just only black chef on the joint. So I immediately called them back. Opportunity. To give. No, not opportunity. I want to support my brother. I don't want him out here by himself. That's an opportunity for support. So I called him. I was like, yo, I want to do it. Yeah. So I went and did it. But here we go. Crabs in a barrel. Mm. So I bump into my friend and the magazine comes out and videos out. And people are telling me, oh, we cooked the joint. It's beautiful. Next. (laughs) This dude shows up. At my my uh, where I teach my after school, never been there before in his life. Never showed up, so he showed up. I'm thinking it's all good. Oh man, my my name's being thrown around with yours. How great this is, mm-hmm. you know? I was like, yo, why don't we uh, do a, a charity cook off? You know, something like Iron Shell, yeah. where I could get the words out of my mouth. Yo, man, you need to stay in your lane, man. You ain't oh. no chef. You ain't no cook. You ain't this. You ain't that. Whoa. You know. I mean, oh. I had to literally change my and square up because I'm thinking yeah. you here oh. for another reason. But then as I squared up and looked him in the eye, I could see it. I could see the fear. Mm. Not the fear of fighting, Mm-mm. but the fear of that, your success. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. This brother went to prison and, uh, you know, he, he came out culinary school. That's his story. Culinary school. Saved his life. Kept him from going back. It gave him something to do other than the streets. You get me? Yeah. And he's been doing great at that. That's why he was on the 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 joint, doing his shows. Because of his story and his journey. Yeah. You get me? So, before I could say I did it to support and make sure that we're represented, this dude coming at me like I'm, I'm trying, trying to take, take his it, position. Right. No. You know? There's plenty of food to be made. Exactly. Exactly. But... In a way, he was right. Hmm. I'm not, I didn't go to school. I'm not a chef. I'm hmm. not a cook. And yes, if we did do something where it was a cook-off and I beat him, that might embarrass him. <laughs> and that's what I saw in his yes, eye. Absolutely. So I immediately put my hand on his shoulder and said, yo, I'm sorry if I offended you. Now, it takes 
a bigger man Absolutely. to say something yes. like that. He immediately started to calm down because this is my friend, mm. you know. I still didn't get a chance to tell him why I did it or nothing because he's still up, upset and, and and into, you know, talking about, well, I'm about to go to L.A. and get a chef's job. He's still pushing his thing. So wow. I listened. You know, I listened. I just sat back and listened because, yes, things he was saying were right and I could see past what was in front of me. I could see what he was really talking mm-hmm. about. You know, so sometimes you, you know, That's you just got to right be, be the bigger person. And that was for both of you. you exactly. Know, life is, exactly. Life happens that way where you get to test your maturity mm-hmm. and, and the lessons you've learned. And then hopefully, you know, someone else in the situation, you or them, can see themselves for who they're really being in that moment and mm-hmm. say, wow, maybe I don't need to, to do that or run up the ladder of inference with somebody and really dissect the why mm-hmm. um and, talk, and have a conversation yeah with you versus you know just coming at you like that mm-hmm. i love i love moments like that although they can be have be full attention and sometimes you know make you square up like am mm-hmm. i about to get into something mm-hmm. but if you can get past it mm-hmm. everybody learns something yeah at that, at that moment and you realize that the mirror is always in front of you yeah mm-hmm. and other people are our mirrors mm-hmm. and we see ourselves in them and we see things that we don't like about ourselves in them and we don't realize mm-hmm. that sometimes how about it and that's part of the trigger mm-hmm. and we, we need to embrace the mirror you know mm-hmm. just really embrace the mirror good to hear that story I got a question for you I want to get back to the music because mm-hmm. I'm a music producer and I really appreciate your artistry mm-hmm. what are you listening to when you're in the kitchen right now <laughs> making fried uh, pumpkin no it was uh, baked well, pumpkin right I'm in a uh, would you like some more cane tubby yes yeah. I'm in a Kane Tubby type of uh, era right now. Uh, okay. Lovers Rock. Okay. And uh, from uh, 71 to about 79. Okay. So that's what I'm listening to. I, it does, I don't change up music per what I'm doing. Okay. It's a mood I'm in. But right now I'm in that, that mood. That's, so that's your mood you know? right now, and that's mm-hmm. what's helping you to make your culinary artistry. Yeah. Well, it's helping me make all my art. Okay. You know, okay. like I said, I don't change it up. Thank you. I don't, I don't change it up. Uh, right now in the car, is uh, what am I listening to in the car? Oh yeah, I'm listening to uh, stuff that I heard uh, when I was in Africa. American okay. music I heard when I was in Africa. Oh wow, okay. So I uh, the new Sir album. Um, that's my favorite. Chasing Summer. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's that right there. And shout outs to Sir, man. I met that boy in LA years back. And he's always been he's on his a ground. He's talented man. Well, his whole family is talented. People don't realize that. Um, Tiffany uh, Goucher, I think her yes, last name. Yes. That's his sister. You got uh, the boy that the just won. that just won um, yeah, that, hit, exactly. that rap battle. And his mom and dad, they were musicians back in the day. You know, so. Smoke. Do smoke? Exactly. People, people don't know the lineage. And now they're going to find out. I'm so happy for that family. Yes. You know mm. what I mean? Powerful family. Mm-hmm. I love Sir. So, I, you <laughs> he's know, a, I, awesome. I try to listen to, to a little bit of everything and switch it up. Um, I was listening to country before that, okay. you know, in the car. Just, you know, I was, I was riding with my mentee. You know, he's 16. And so, all right, we're going to listen to the country station. Mm-hmm. I'm going to break this down. Like, oh. No, no, he, he, he you know, deal, that's my right. mentee. Mm-hmm. So if we're listening to a country station, we're listening for a reason. Mm-hmm. You get me? 
So the reason was I was showing them how they changed rap music to make it more acceptable mm -hmm. in their community so they can make it themselves. So I was like, let's turn on a, a, a pop country station. Hmm. And I'm sitting there and wow. we're listening and we can hear the trap influence. Mm -hmm. Is he singing or is he spitting bars? Next, he's spitting bars, yo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is spitting bars. Country, they always spitting bars. You know, and then we just had this big thing with the ball, um, Old Town Road, right? Yeah. That's the name of the song. I forget the young boy name. What's the Little Nas or something. Little, Little Nas, Nas X. X. Yeah. So, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They literally can take our music and I, do it themselves and then that, try to lock know. us out. But you know, actually, black folks are, country music is our music. Oh, well, out, well but yeah. Not, not yeah. to go back into that story yeah. because we know country music was founded by black yeah. Americans and yeah. white Americans, folk music yeah. and gospel music. It's all our it's, music. It's all our music, and essentially. <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. Polo Dadon, music producer, mm -hmm. just started a rap country label. So we are the new contributors to mainstream country now. And Polo is a great dude. Yes. He I has done great things. Pain, who's now, some of the stuff that you're hearing, you'd be mm -hmm. surprised. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not seeing who these artists are, but Kane, these are black guys. Yeah. You know, top of the country mm -hmm. charts right now. Mm -hmm. Top of the country charts. Yeah. So it's not just little yeah. Nas X who's doing mm -hmm. his version of rap country. Yeah. There's more of a traditional sounding country that has rap influences that yeah. you're describing mm -hmm. black folks yeah we're back into our own yes we are in a mainstream way not that we've ever left it but in a mainstream well, way well mm -hmm. first off with the clout polo has you're not going to tell him no Oh, no, you get no, to, no, you no, are going to no, tell no, 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 somebody no. that's new <laughs> right. trying to do something like a little right. Nas X. Right. you are going to lock mm -hmm. him out you get me mm -hmm. right so it's a difference you get me? Excellent point. Polo can tell you to go fuck yourself and go oh, make absolutely. his own shit happen. Absolutely. Which probably right, which happened. And then you got to cut him in. Mm. At that point. You know. So I'm just I just wanna put that out there. Yeah. And put the yeah. reels out there. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, you gotta build that clout within that industry. Yeah. To make certain moves like that. You yeah. Know? And yeah. what a beautiful position to be in. That's that bridge that we're talking yes. about. Yes, it is. Dude, yes. I, I want to celebrate the bridge, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. He brought back that country. Yep. I mean, think about it. Johnny Mathis, people, I don't, I don't think as many, not to get too old school with country, mm -hmm. but I hate to use that term because you've mm -hmm. given me much uh, insight onto mm -hmm. the negative uh, references mm -hmm. with um, old school I, I embraced it in a positive way before but I mm -hmm. see the negativity behind it but anyway back to older country music Johnny Mathis was a legend in his time yes and a lot of people didn't know that's a black man yeah. mm -hmm. and he went on to make hit R&B mm -hmm. records what didn't Johnny Mathis do mm -hmm. what didn't Johnny Mathis do well he was an artist <laughs> you know Hello. he didn't call himself a country artist he sure didn't mm. but he was the greatest yep. of his time exactly he was one of the greatest yes. legend mm -hmm. I mean you had Ray Charles you had you have a, you have a yeah. lot of people see when you're an artist you can do any Anything. music yeah. or any type of uh, well nowadays you get I me mean, you could do any type of format video yeah you know um, art like I'm doing culinary mm -hmm. art you, if, if you're just a artist yeah. You can move between everything. You get bored with one thing, you do another. I used to question myself, and I, I realized that it was it was imposed by others. But when I was coming up, and you know, my father's a rock musician, 
um, who made plenty of of hits and and money in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to sit in the basement shout on his dad. shout out to dad, mm-hmm. John Fitch. I used to sit on his lap in the basement, and there'd be like folks, you know, they'd be jamming, having a little session. You know, sometimes the phone would ring and it'd be Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. you know, or John Lennon. Mm-hmm. And my dad was just this regular kid from Germantown, right? Mm-hmm. But What's your dad's name? I'm John sorry. Fitch. John Henry Fitch Jr. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge that. Go ahead. Yes, yes. I love you, Dad, so much. And um, I noticed that my father's the creative one Mm -hmm. you know and and it it made me a quote-unquote black sheep in my family Mm -hmm. and my parents got divorced right so he's the musician guy and then I wanted to be just like him it's like everybody else on my mom's side is like you know nerdy and you know corporate and all of that stuff right and I realized that my father gave me something that no one could ever take from me and also people want Mm -hmm. and that's the ability to be creative and play instruments and and see color mm-hmm. and um feel it yeah just be inspired by mm-hmm. things to where i could speak about it or mm-hmm. sing about it and i used to down myself because i could do so many different things and it's like summer you're doing too much you mm-hmm. know like well, how come you want to do this now it's like it's in my blood to to transition from yes. one place to the next place mm-hmm. to the next but i'm still in the vein of artistry yes and I commend that. Like, I don't, I make fun. Of, I was making fun of Lawrence Arnell the other day because I interviewed him. Mm-hmm. And you know how he does 8,000 things. And I'm like, you know, what, what job do you do now? He's like, oh, you know, I'm in plumbing school mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a joke, but it's just like, it's really good to be around people who feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the greatest pieces of music come from people who feel like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with just Absolutely. a dib it a dab and this week I'm jazz and next week I'm country and, you know, just a feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I get from you. Like, even when I first met you maybe 12 years ago, yeah, you just like you were bouncing around. I think I was at a sneaker auction or something like 10 years ago. I was at a sneaker auction, a set freeze joint. I'm always somewhere. And you were just like bopping around the room, just like dancing. I'm like, yo, I like him. And I just, I started doing it with you, you mm-hmm. know? And I just felt like a vibe from you. Yeah. That is so multifaceted. Well, you have to be yourself. Absolutely. You know, that's all to it. You know, most people are not walking around in their bodies. No. You know? Yeah. Their, their mind is taking them elsewhere. Yeah. It's so true. We're taught to be that way. We have to come alive once again. Every day. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, I enjoy coming to grips with who I am and who I am not. Mm. And who somebody told me I was and who is really inside of me. Like, please let me out. Please. I want to be this Isn't this it person. interesting that when we're in elementary school, you get to explore the arts, dance, theater, music. Um, when you get to middle school, you may take a culinary class. Mm-hmm. No home ec. To, to be your full <laughs> self. By the time you get to high school, some of those, depending on what type of community you live in, mm-hmm. some of those opportunities may continuously be made available to you, depending on what your parents can afford and what your school allows for, and what's in your community. But it starts to um, dissipate. Yeah. 
And once you're out of high school, you're encouraged to focus on finding something to like keep pick something busy, to do. Mm-hmm. But it may not embrace the full you. Mm-hmm. But why is it that we can be our full selves when we're five and six in school? And as we get older, we have to just pick something and become this television-like person and not be the multifaceted person that you appreciate and next and that you appreciate in yourself. You know, why, why can't we embrace the full spectrum of who we are? Hmm. Society teaches us to be these limited thinking people. To just, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that uh, one. Well, <laughs> That's not it, conducive to living. I really believe I that uh, as a younger... As the younger you are, the closer to God or the universe you are. Yes, you are. You know how babies look and see angels and things like that. You know, and we can't see what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. Like, I truly believe we're we're closer to God the younger we are. So, a record like Michael Jackson's with a child heart, something Mm -hmm. we should all listen to word for word. He literally lays it in there. Uh, Actually, that's... I want to say Stevie Wonder wrote that. If I'm, wouldn't be surprised. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, Which I think it's it? on his first album, on it's Stevie's it. first album. I believe that's a Stevie Wonder song. Um, check me, fat check me out there. You We're know? gonna do our homework after this. Yes. <laughs> but you're as you grow, you're being led into the system that is the American system, mm-hmm. capitalism. Mm-hmm. Now, if everybody was a creative. It wouldn't be a Crest. Mm. It wouldn't be a R.J. Reynolds. It wouldn't be a company holding cast over everything. You know what I mean? So as we go through the school system, yeah, the, the tunnel narrows. Mm-hmm. Because then as you get older, the school systems make you into what it needs you to be, mm-hmm. which is a clog in the machine. Mm-hmm. So you have to break that. Consciously. You know? Consciously. And the ones that break that, you know, that's that's why they say most what is it, uh, most millionaires or people that invent stuff, they drop out of school. Mm-hmm. Most of them are school high school dropouts, mm-hmm. college dropouts, college dropouts also. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's because they they, they see it. They see it. Yeah, they and they're totally like, see it. <laughs> why am I here again? You know. Well, I appreciate all of your creative pieces and parts, and you're just awesome. Even mm-hmm. more awesome yes, than I are. thought. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Okay. <laughs> what can you tell uh, all the listeners out there um, in order to follow you and what you got coming up next? I don't know what I have coming <laughs> up next. Well, actually, I do. Right now, um, um, my friend Will Times, I want to shout out Will right now. He's at Rec Philly downtown. Whew, that's my my boy, man. <laughs> Please support Will. Okay. You know, in, in the Gallup, well, in the fashion district. Mm-hmm. He just opened a brand a new co-op yeah. co-op studio space for creatives. Literally, everything is in there. Everything is in there. He raised $3.2 million. He When I went to go see him down there, he was like, yo, next. Like 60% of this is angel mm. you know, donation. Meaning, he don't really have to answer. He could do what he wants to do. Their old uh, Rec Philly spot was Knife and Dolphin. Up North Philly, uh, top floor warehouse. Mm-hmm. Now they're downtown, prime time. They put all that money in it. I mean, Milk Boy designed the studios, yes. and they have all the studios. You literally, you get a membership, uh-huh. you buy in. Okay, they give you credits to use in any studio you want. 
So if you're a creative, say like me, I'm a multi-facet creative. Mm -hmm. So I would use my credits. I would go there. I would book a say if I want to start with music. I would book the the production room. Mm -hmm. and I could sit with you and we can work on, you know, the pre-production. All right, we finished that. Let's uh, record this. Let's take it to Studio A. And then we can fully record it in, in a big room. All right, while we're recording that, yo, you're like, well, we need a video for this. Yeah. All right, so I make a right. <laughs> I make a right, go down the hall, and go talk to some videographers or use the video studio. Oh, man, we got to get ready for tour. All right, so I walk out of the video room and go to the other studio, which is a the choreographer. Stage? Oh, God. And now I got dancers there. Now I'm in the same place. I mean, I haven't left this room, the, the building. Shout well, out the, the name and the information one more time. Rec Philly. Look up recphilly.com. Okay. R-E-C. And this is a black brother, young black brother. You know, Will, shout out Will. I mean, he's doing great things. That's amazing. Please go down. That is amazing. I'm going. So, okay, now I got my dancers, right? Now you got your dancers. I, uh, I Everybody's need, like this. I need merch. Right. So now I go around the corner. I go to the design room. Shut it. And rap to the designers with the, the they build, building the, the clothes right there. I mean, the sewing machines, everything. So much everything you need. <laughs> everything you need will got right there downtown right now. They open December 13th. Please support yes. this brother. Psh, all right, we need to shoot a podcast, but we don't have this. We didn't use the SPN podcast room. Right there. They got the main stage uh, sponsored by Live Nation. It's going to wow. be the smallest Live Nation stage. It only holds about 250 people. Intimate concert space. And they can go live. Straight onto the radio. Oh, what? That's it. That's Please support this oh, brother, God. man. So there. Please support this brother. And I'm, I'm going to see you on Instagram. Yes. I'm going to get some. R I'm a, I'm a e promo. P H I double L Y. I'll promote that on Ladies Love Your yes. Pop for no, sure. Call them up, have them on your show. Um, because that too. I feel like, I mean, this my I know him. You get me? Yes. But I don't see the Inquirer. I don't see the Daily News talking about none of this. I don't Relax. see. I don't see Channel Ten. I don't even see. And that's my boy Q D Z. I don't. But. For real, for real. It's, it could. Let's just say this. You get me? How about this? December thirteenth isn't here. We're going to speak it into an existence. I hope so. And we're going to. See this is why I coming. talk about it. It's yes, coming. yes, it's coming. You know, and that's why I'm calling these people out. Listen, call them out. You get it me? Needs to be said, and we're speaking it. Because, because this is a big thing. Absolutely. I mean, he's working with a lot of big Found names, it. and he got a lot of great names and sponsorships, and in his business plan is game tight. You know, when I left him, he's like, "Yeah, that's DC." Oh, Rec, I can't wait. Wreck DC. Same way. It's I'm a beautiful excited. thing. So December 13th will be the grand opening. Is grand it opening. Public? Open to public yes, party? Yes. It's, 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 it's going to be a public party. I will be there. Um, matter of oh, fact, God. the day I went <laughs> was... Uh, <laughs> We're there. The day I went was Wednesday, and they just had opened the retail space. Okay. And uh, uh, what is her name? Uh, Tier Whack? I think yes, mm -hmm. artist here, Whack from Philadelphia. Her merch was in there. A few awesome. other are, awesome. and that's what the retail space is. So you can go down there with your merch, cut a deal, and he'll put it in the space right downtown. What? You get yeah, me? This, this is it. This is the new wave. The fashion district was rebuilt, and they estimate 35 million people to pass through there yearly. Oh, wow. 
Wow. I'm getting, my legs are shaking. Yearly. (laughs) This is big for for the culture. And this is why I went down there to check my brother out. We need more of that space in this fashion district. Oh, my goodness. It's sort of pushing Chinatown out. Mm -hmm. We, we We need to... Jump in on the, the the gentrification. I hate to say it that way, but that's what's going on. Well, it's there. it's either you. It's like uh, shout outs to my partner Gary Dan in the boom room. We were the first to jump down there. Now look at Fishtown. Hmm. I can remember when we, you know, what I mean, it was ten years ago. You know, my no, my daughter's nine. Yep, ten years ago. Wow. We uh, went down there. The building converted it into the space that it is mm-hmm. now. And it's thriving. Yes, thriving. Yes. That whole neighborhood is thriving. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to gentrification, either you're going to bitch about it or you're going, or to, you're going to roll with Rush. That's what I'm saying. Or you're going to roll with Rush. You know? Next, what else you got going on? I'm not sure what I have going on. <laughs> Nothing else you want to tell the people? Keep nah, I, I, just, I just want people, you know, <laughs> like uh, Karis One, the teacher has said, you know, hip. Hip is to be in the know. Mm-hmm. Hop is to move. Hip, no, conscious, hop, left, right, movement, mm-hmm. conscious movement, hip, hop. So, I mean, look at it more as a culture and celebrate rap music, celebrate the elements, but also celebrate the principles mm-hmm. love, peace, yeah. unity, knowledge, wisdom, respect, and having fun. Hey. Um, next, Melin, thank you so much for being a part of the Ladies Love Hip Hop podcast. Um, all that you bring to the table is, is so much love and great energy in this room. Um, we're going to follow you. We're going to eat your food. We're going <laughs> to watch for your photos and, and just your overall transformation throughout this life. It's been a beautiful thing to watch so far. Looking forward to more. Mm-hmm. My love, Elle, thank you for being here as well. It was a pleasure. Lending your voice to the show and your insight and your happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yay. Yes. Thank you both. Be boring. Another rotation. Yes, ma'am. And I am your girl, Summer Willow. And of course, please remember to keep it hip hop. Ladies love hip hop.